This podcast is a production of Lonely Planet. If you're afraid of heights, prepare to be challenged because in this podcast, we're going to be walking through the treetops, literally. My name's Fleur Banger and I'm swaying about 40 metres above ground level on a series of suspended bridges and looking down... I actually am feeling a little bit dizzy. I'm in the far southwest of Western Australia, about five hours' drive from Perth, and I'm in the canopy of a cold climate rainforest known as the Valley of the Giants, and that name, of course, because the trees are massive. A little bit later, we're going to walk through these tingle trees at ground level, and we'll also be visiting the Walpole Wilderness Area, which is a fairly unknown spot of uh, virgin forest, so nature lovers, get ready to swoon. We'll also get right off the beaten path when we jump into a four-wheel drive and hit some coastal tracks surrounding Walpole, which is the nearest town to here. Their population, 450. But back to the treetop walk, I'm clutching the handrail, honestly, with one of the locals who's helped create this place, Gary Muir. Gary? You can't believe, right now, we are standing halfway up a tingle tree. Now, tingle trees are pretty old trees. It's one of the oldest of the eucalypts. The Valley of the Giants, when we built the treetop walk, we wanted a way for people to interact with it and feel they're right up there part of it, but still feel how far down it is. Look between our legs. And you can see the tops of all the, all the acacias and all the leptospermas. Oh, there's so many different things down there. Look at that. <laughs> How has this treetop walk been built? Because from what I can see, it's like a series of bridges that stretches across this forest of massive trees. How has it all been put together? Well, you can imagine there's a few issues at stake in the middle of one of the rarest, oldest forests. Like the tingle trees are only found in a 40-kilometre radius of Walpole. And there's three sorts of tingles, the red tingle, the rates tingle and the yellow tingle. It's quite unique. And so the whole thing with this project is a very, very fragile environment. And here the treetop walk was actually built to protect the trees from the trampling around the bases. They're very shallow rooted system trees. So we wanted a way to protect them but allow people to have a great interaction with them. So what exactly is it all made of? Well, the pylons are all made of what's called Austen steel. And if you notice, it looks like they go that brown colour. It's sort of to fit in with the forest. But the steel trusses up the top here are made so it looks independent but still fits very nicely with the forest. It sort of just floats through the forest. And given that these big steel bridges are all grid-like on the bottom so you can see all the way through, how do people react to that? You know, we've seen so many reactions. We've seen the toughest even start to have a little bit of a worry about it. And yet I remember one day I was following a lady on a wheelchair. We can get wheelchairs up there. And she's hurrying this guy. He's holding on there. She come on, you young fella, get moving. And because, see, people react to it very, very differently. <laughs> but if you don't mind the heights and coming, because it swings a bit as well. When they looked at the original design, they said, what's it like to be up at the top of a tree? We sway a bit. So the treetop walk, not only does it keep it structurally intact, but also it has this nice little swaying action. Yeah, I love how you call it nice little swinging action because if I walk down on the thing right now, you do, you bounce around, and I don't know if it's nice, you feel a little bit um, precarious, I guess you'd say. Yeah, well, sometimes it feels like you're not necessarily in control, but it's great because as you look across in the tops of the trees, they're also moving at the same action. So I love it that way you're just feeling like one with the tops of the trees (laughs) up in the treetop walk of the Valley of the Giants. Now, we're about 38 metres up, but these trees go well above our heads, um, touching the or grazing the clouds, I guess. How tall are they? Well, sometimes you'll get a tingle tree, 
they're renowned for their big butts, something down the base, but even then you can still get them going up to 70 metres high. There's a couple in here at 56 metres high, which is pretty big. But amongst them are the carry trees, which are the second tallest flowering plants on earth, and some of them they've got known to get up to 90 metres. And, it, and it's great. You get this whole blend of, the, of this unique forest only found down here. It's one of the oldest of the eucalypt species on earth is the red tingle tree. Gary, where have you taken me to now? Well, we've come straight off the tops of those, the big high trees, and we've been right up the top, and now we're going through the ancient empire where we're going around the base. I mean, just look at the size. You can even go in the trees. Come on, come on, come in with us. Here we go. We're down into the base. Now, where we're standing, as you said, it's a bit of a cave, so it's this massive tree, and if I stretch my arms out from one side to the next, I still can't touch the inside of this tree. So you can imagine what it's like on the outside. If I um, tried to hug it, I wouldn't even get you know, an eighth of the way there. And how's this tree? Walk a little bit further. This one, you can actually walk right the way through the middle. Here, we're going underneath. Woo-hoo! How cool is that? <laughs> And it goes through, right the way through, past a whole range of veteran old growth uh, tingle trees, some of them up to four, five hundred years old. How is it that this area has remained so untouched? People have really recognised this is a special place to protect. It is surprising, though, for Australia, really, because so much of this land was cleared for farming, and certainly as you drive down towards Walpole, you see farms absolutely everywhere. But this, this area has managed to stay protected, which is almost unusual, isn't it? Well... James Mitchell, Minister for Lands and Agriculture, came down here in 1911 to develop this whole place. And he was so taken by the beauty of this area, he decided to start reserving it. The Walpole Nolan National Park is one of the oldest national parks. It's the centre of what's now nearly a, a 70 kilometre radius of Walpole is now what's known as the Walpole Wilderness Area. And even the waterways have just been protected. The latest marine park of Western Australia, guess where? Walpole Nolan Marine Park. So people are recognising more and more that we want to have the values of this um, area protected for the future because it's got everything you've got the big forest you've got your rivers there's mountains there's waterways you can do everything and anything in a special little place it's a jewel of the southwest it's the belly button the north pole south pole who's in the middle walpole it's handy to know that even though there's only 450-odd people living in Walpole, there are two caravan parks and also two backpackers, and I'm staying in one of them. I've come out the back where the barbecue is cooking because it smells so good, and I've run into a bunch of people who are from the United States. Um, guys, where have you been today? On the trees, the giant trees with the uh, walkway in the trees and the yeah. giants, yep. And how was it? It was fabulous, fabulous. Something uh, I've never heard of anything like that any place in the world but they have it here, so it's awesome. And to see the trees, the big old trees, and, and uh, how they were hollowed out at the bottom, and very neat. <laughs> Did you get frightened when you are up high swinging along? Just a little. It was a little high. <laughs> I thought it was great, feeling of the swaying of the bridge, and it's just something different that you don't really get to do all the time. I had to admit, though, I thought it was a little shorter than I actually thought it would be. But it was still really, really great and totally worth it. And the prices were really reasonable to go in, so I think that makes it worth it as well. And then um, everyone talks about the actual treetop walk, but then there's that walking trail. Oh, what was it called again? The Ancient Empire? Yeah, that was also really, really good, so you kind of have to do both. 
if you come to Walpole, as many travellers do without any wheels or at least not a four-wheel drive, then you might need a hand getting about because there are so many off-road tracks and there's a lot of coastline to explore as well. And one way of doing that is to catch up with Lee Kavaski, who's um, a young guy who started a four-wheel drive tours through the region. Lee, um, we're in the car right now off on one of your treks. Where are you taking us? Uh, we're on our way out to Bankshire Bay and Cliffy Head, which is west of Walpole. Uh, magnificent beach on the uh, on the southern coastline, where we also get to um, check out the magnificent Chatham Island, where we might even see a couple of seals coming close to shore. We might kick our shoes off and have a bit of a run around on the beach and um, just explore the the beautiful assets this place has to offer. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, how is it? Come on, Mert. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're crazy. It's cold. <laughs> Lee's taken us to the very edge of the ocean. They've gone for a swim, but I just put my toes in, and it's a little bit too cold for me, I think. It's the clearest water. I can see all the way down to my toes. And um, the sort of rounded rocks all around us with the, the sand dunes and this beautiful flat white sand. It's a, a gorgeous spot. Most of the people that I've met here, Lee, have either come to visit, they've been travellers, or otherwise they've been people that have had multiple generations um, live here. But you, you're not from here originally. What's brought you to Walpole? Um, I initially came here for the surfing and fell in love with, with the rest of the place uh, and the people. And, um, yeah, a few years later I, I bought myself a place down here, moved here, and have never looked back. I just love it. Lee, looking at Walpole, it looks like a, a fairly young town. How long has the population been around? It's probably only 100 years since the first farm was actually cleared and developed down here. You know, you, you look at Australia and, and particularly the, the south-west, we are an old country, that's for sure, and certainly the, um, the Aboriginals and our Indigenous history dates back tens of thousands of years. Walpole is uh, probably only 100 years old, so, yeah, in, in relative terms, we're a very young town. Certainly the natural beauty was, was a big attraction for some of the early visitors. Um, they simply fell in love with, with the area. Um, and then they could also see the farming potential with the, with the high rainfall that we have down here. And of course there was also um, the, the timber industry which showed a lot of promise. But fortunately for Walpole's sake um, it wasn't that easy to harvest the timber. And consequently a lot of it still remains today. If you've got a set of hiking boots, or at least a reasonable set of legs, then um, it's worth going for a bit of a walk around the Walpole region because there are lots of uh, little walking tracks and one particularly long one called the Bibbleman Track that runs all the way from here down south in Albany up to Perth. And um, I've decided to come out and have a quick look at one of them with Dave Tapley, who's a local here. He's done plenty of these little trails. Now, Dave, what sort of things are we likely to see in this wilderness area? You'll just see birds. You're here mostly. That tree there looks like there's possum. See how all the see how the bark's worn off. It's like a possum might be running up that tree. Crockers are coming back. You could see them. We haven't seen them today. Might do if lucky. And what birds can we hear around here? Because they're really loud. They're great. It's a golden whistler. That one, I think. The beauty. And the got the black cockatoo. He's a predominant. 
Yeah, they must love it here. That's a parrot, that one. So you really do feel like you're in the middle of the wilderness here. Oh, yeah. What about the the trees? I mean, this area is, you know, really special because it's pretty much untouched. How, what sort of trees and greenery have we got here? Well, there's a massive undergrowth, but the peppermint is a Maori with the red gum, and then the undergrowth is, is all sorts of bushes and flowers. Individually, they're very pretty. To look at them, that's, that's worth doing. And just to feel the smell, that's the best part. Yeah, the, the smell is fantastic, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. What's your favourite thing to do in this area? Just be here. It's funny because um, I'd come from the city where I was really flat out, yeah, pretty yeah, busy, yeah. a bit stressed, and I've only been walking for a short while, but you really feel sort of at one with the nature, as people say, don't you? Yeah, well, you probably haven't noticing flat out about me I'm just I'm, I'm with it mate I just sit here lapping it up <laughs> yeah you're pretty cruisy yeah. <laughs> do many people come here for the walks every day I see backpackers in town so that's something huh? this rough guess 20 or 30 a day and if you don't have a car so you come on the bus whatever public transport how do you get around to these walking spots if you talk to a nice old local they'll they can drop you out we have a taxi and we have the one that does the tours they'll drop you off and then you walk back from there and um how much time should you allocate you probably only do two k's an hour on this because it sounds slow but the time you stop and look at a flower and do this and that you chew the time up yeah yeah well this track's 17 kilometers and um i could easily spend all day walking along it It, it'd take you all day so many little things to stop and look at. What's this track called that we're on? The Newt's Trail. I've heard that there's a few snakes in this area. Is that something to be aware of? Yes, you don't have to go mad about it. Just keep your eye open. If you hear something rustle in the bush, we'll give it a little time and he'll go by. They generally don't attack you unless you stand on his tail or something like that. Otherwise, they're peaceful. Listen to those birds. That's yeah, cool, guys, yeah. I can't believe in the entire time we've been walking we haven't seen a single person. It's fantastic. Another place worth visiting while you're in the southwest of Western Australia, just uh, about 40, 45 minutes drive from Walpole, is Mount Franklin. It's a mountain, obviously. Uh, not huge, given it's Australia, but still one of the higher peaks in this region. And uh, I've chosen to take the one and a half kilometre base walk around the summit, uh, which is pretty lovely because you just go among all these gorgeous tall trees, the little kari trees here, the super tall ones. Uh, and you get a beautiful view across the region. But just um, be wary of snakes because this area is such a snaky region. I uh, keep scaring myself when I see sticks on the ground or hear little lizards. Now, if you do have a car, it's worth going for a bit of a spin. To get to Mount Franklin, you go on the North Walpole Road, which is a beautiful, beautiful stretch lined with trees again. Uh, Another spot I went to this morning was um, the Giant Tingle, which is uh, back towards the treetop walk. That's worth going to. And then Conspicuous Cliffs, which is another dirt road off the main 
uh, track, uh, which takes you to obviously a cliff lookout over the ocean, where uh, apparently there's good surf. And in whale season, you'll likely see some humpbacks and uh, the gorgeous whales breaching and uh, playing. That's from June to September. For any more info on visiting the Walpole region, and that's spelled W-A-L-P-O-L-E, go to LonelyPlanet.com, of course, or otherwise go to WesternAustralia.com. My name's Fleur Banger. It's been great having you on the journey, and I'll talk to you again soon. This podcast is a production of Lonely Planet.